0: Welcome to the Rocky Mountain Christian Church Podcast. Rocky is a community of believers who want to know Jesus and love like Him. Let's take a listen to this week's message. Awesome. Morning, church. I hope you're doing well. I can't think of a better song to lead into the message this morning if you're new to our church welcome we're so glad that you have chosen to check in with us my name is matt one of the pastors on staff here and we're going to be jumping into essentially week two of just a two-part series that sean our lead pastor started last week entitled winning and we're going to get into that in just a second but hey a couple of announcements and just some informational things i want to give to you that are important for you to know the first one is this starting next sunday Uh, We're going to be adding one additional online service uh, on Sunday nights. It's going to be at 7.30 p.m. Again, this is starting next Sunday. In fact, I was just chatting with somebody right before the service who said, man, I can't connect with you uh, this morning. I'm bummed out. And I actually got to say, well, hey, starting next week, uh, if you've got to work in the morning or if you're a a mom or dad or your family has got a lot of little kids running around, it would be a little bit easier for you uh, to engage with the service. Uh, Just wait till uh, Sunday night at 7.30, have dinner, put the kids to bed, uh, and then you and your spouse can jump on. Uh, And so that'll be starting next week. Want to let you uh, know about that. And we're excited to be able to uh, launch that. Uh, Also, uh, we're going to be launching uh, another series or another round essentially of Rooted. And Rooted is our onboarding ramp for our group's ministry. It's just 10 weeks. I want to encourage you. Uh, that if you're not part of a rocky group right now, or if you've never gone through our, our rooted group environment, uh, this would be an incredible opportunity for you to jump in and be a part of it. We have some of the greatest facilitators. and over 10 weeks, you're going to go through some of the best content on Jesus and His church and His mission, which is what we're going to be talking about this morning. So uh, you don't want to miss that, and uh, it's just going to be a great time for you. So, uh, especially with all the things that you won't be able to do this summer, this would be a great thing for you to do. So you can go to our website slash rooted, and that's going to be launching on June 11th. So, you still have got a couple of weeks uh, to register, but I want to encourage you even today to go and do that. And last but not least, uh, we usually take communion during our service, during our streams, but this morning we want to encourage you uh, to take communion wherever you are uh, with those who you are with after uh, the service. So, you got plenty of time to go get some juice and some bread, uh, and then to do that uh, after the service. This morning. Now, uh, to begin our time together, I want to kind of use a question that I've been asked uh, many, many times over the last couple of weeks, especially over the last couple of days, in light of uh, Trump's press conference that many of you saw on Friday. And here's the question that we've been getting asked: When are we getting back into the building? When are we getting back into the building, Matt? When? When are we going to be with you uh, in the building, live with you? When? When when are the buildings going to be opening? up. And, and here's what I want to say. And, and for some of you, this is like, oh, of course, this is what he's going to say. But but this is really what we want to say, that we as as church leadership, we are working on a, and then here's the two key words, a safe and wise Re-entry plan. That's what we're working on—a a very wise and safe re-entry plan. So here, here's what that means. Even in light of Trump's press conference on Friday, uh, our governor uh, is going to be giving an update uh, probably this week. Our current uh, safer at home order expires this Tuesday, and so we want to take a couple of days to see what our governor is going to say and what his team. Uh, it is going to be launching this week, all the suggestions that are going to be coming from him. So we want to wait on that before we get too far down the road with some of our next steps. And here's a, another thing I want us to be thinking about, that re-entry, all right, re-entry, re-entering into our buildings, re-entering uh, into a live church gathering is, is, is just going to be far more complicated than closing it was. I mean, closing it, you just say we're closed. But for re-entry, it's just going to be a little bit more Complicated. So it's going to take a little bit of time, and uh, and I know some of us listen. Nobody's more excited and anxious to get back in the building live with you. But it's going to take some time. There's some things we're going to have to probably work out and work through. Things like you know socially distanced worship, and how's that going to work? And then kids ministry. What are we going to be doing there? And then you know how do we keep sanitizing our facilities and staying up with the standards? And and what are going to be the maximum capacities that we're going to be allowed to have people in our building? And then of course the big questions everybody's asking. You know what that question is? The mask, right? I mean, when we get back into our buildings, is it still going to be a season where we're going to have to have a mask on? I was just talking to someone last week and said, you know, I can't wait to get back in the building. And I said, well, what if you have to wear a mask? And they go, I'm not coming. I'm not coming if we got to wear a mask. So there's just a lot of things that we have to uh, work through. All that's going to take some time to game plan. But here's what I want to say. I can assure you that we will do our best as church leadership to communicate well. We're going to do our best to communicate well. You can expect some updates from uh, Sean, our lead pastor, this week. We're going to communicate well. We're going to give you the details as as, as we're able to release them to you, as far as uh, considering the future plan, all right? We want to get back in the building. We know many of you want to get back in the building. We love worshiping together, but we want to come up with a wise and safe plan that makes sense in light of all the restrictions. So more conversation uh, is coming, more information is coming. So keep a tab on our social media this week. Now, in light of all of that, I I would give that uh, information to you no matter what the topic of the message is, but it just so happens today, the topic of the message is about the mission of the church. And and it's kind of tied to this question of when are we going to be able to get back into our building. So let me just uh, say this, and this is a message you need to stick with me for the next 20 minutes, All right? Don't check out because you're going to be tempted if I say something you don't like to click the button, then you leave, and then you just start running your mouth to everybody and saying things that aren't true. So you got to stay with me for the next 20 minutes because I'm going to create a little tension in my heart and a little tension in your heart because I want us to look at uh, really a core truth when it comes to uh, the mission of The church. Let me just say this, all right? Just stick with me. The next 60 seconds might be a little painful for some of us, but here it is re entry for church gatherings, all right? Getting back into our buildings, re entry for church gatherings uh, is not the mission of the church. It's not the mission of the church. It's not the mission. And just because we can, just because if we get to a place where we can with all these restrictions doesn't mean we should. That's actually a great life principle, not just when it comes to church gathering. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. You should use that <laughs> in your finances, in your marriage, in your friendship. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And just because somebody says we can get back into the building, albeit with a lot of restrictions, doesn't mean we should. And here's, and here's why. And you're thinking, oh, Matt's anti-gathering and I'm not. But, but here's why. Here's something to think about. Because the mission of the church isn't the gathering. You could actually gather together as a church on Sunday morning and still fail in the mission that you were called to. This is why I can say the mission of the church isn't the gathering on Sunday. You can actually gather on Sunday and still lose. You can still lose just by gathering on Sunday because the mission of the church isn't the gathering on Sunday. Sunday. And that's a humbling thought. And that's something that you should think about. That's something that that I should think about. And again, let me just say, the day that we get to gather together in our buildings, I will lose my ever living mind. And if you know me, you know that to be true. I am amped and pumped to be in this worship auditorium with hundreds, if not a thousand people. I cannot wait for it. I'm thinking about it. I'm dreaming about it. And in the next breath, to create a little bit of tension in your heart and my heart this morning that I think is helpful we cannot make that the win for the church during this COVID season it's not the win and we got to be really careful because when we do this all the time as church folk we create wins that aren't the win we set our attention and our focus on something that very well may be good but in the context of the mission of the church I'm telling you friends this morning that is not the win there are bigger wins to be Ha, huh. we should think about that. Also, I, 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 in a loving way, I'd just like to say, you know, before this COVID crisis, if you just looked at, at the church and what we were doing and, and what we weren't doing and how people were interacting with the church on Sunday mornings, clearly Sunday morning wasn't the win, uh, most, uh, mo- most of the uh, Christians in our country, those who call themselves evangelicals, they were only attending a church gathering 1.4 Sundays a month. 1.4. We weren't even getting to the gathering on a consistent basis. I mean, before this season, we were preaching messages, encouraging people, saying, listen, you got to be here on Sundays, right, to be encouraged and equipped for, uh, for, for the mission that God has called you to. And that is the good reason to gather. But, but people weren't showing up at the gatherings on Sunday morning. It wasn't the win in their life. And yet in this really difficult season, I think this is an opportunity for us to be reminded of the most important thing, especially when it comes to the mission of the church, so here's my caution this morning, let's, let's be careful that we don't make the wind for the church something that it's not. Let's be careful. The reminder is that the, that the church is, is not a building, that the church is a group of people who are like-minded about Jesus and they get excited about loving Jesus. People, that's our mission. Our mission statement here at Rocky is to know Jesus and love like him. We wanna do everything we can do to become more like Jesus and then we wanna go love some people. And and, and most churches are gonna have some kind of mission statement like that. It comes out from Matthew 28. Jesus is about to ascend into heaven. He says to his disciples, listen, I want you to go and I want you to make more disciples. I want you to go and tell people what you have seen. I I want you to baptize people. I want you to love people and serve people. That's what I want you to go do. And Jesus over and over again, before he will be crucified, gets in front of his disciples, John 13, John 15, and he says to them, here's what I want you to do. I got something brand new for you. I want you to go gain influence in this world by loving people, loving people. You can imagine that moment as he's talking to his disciples and he's looking at his guys. He's going, Matthew, you remember you were a tax collector. I remember. And he goes, Jesus goes, and I loved you, didn't I? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, now I want you to go love people. Peter, you were a fisherman. You remember that? You weren't even a very good fisherman. You remember, Peter? Peter goes, yeah, I remember. Jesus goes, I loved you. Peter goes, I know. And then Jesus says, now I want you to go love people. He reminds his guys over and over and over again, here's the mission of the church, this movement. The church is not a destination. The church is not a building. The church is a group of people that are like-minded about Jesus and they get excited and how they love. Not just one another, but loving people who are far different than them. Loving people who are far from God. Here's what I know. I've been in full-time ministry now for about 16 years and it only took me a week in full-time ministry to realize that the church we are experts at making the method the mission. We are experts at it. We're experts at taking programming and ministries and we are and we make these things the mission. We make these things the most important things instead of holding on to them lightly and going, no, 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 this is just a method. This is just a way. And instead of being okay with those things changing, we grab onto them and we hold on to them. We go, no, no, this is the only way to do ministry. This is it. This program, this style of service, this kind of music, this way of gathering, this is the only way. I'm telling you, friends, we are experts at making the method. The mission. We are experts at coming to a conclusion that the only way the church can gather is actually in a physical building. And some of you are going, See, he doesn't want to gather. I'm telling you, No, I cannot wait to gather with you in the flesh, face to face. But it's not the only way. And if in this season of ministry, if our eyes and our attention, our focus is only on that, then we will miss a great opportunity to see the kingdom expand. Church folk are great at making the method the mission. we are great at it. Here's something to think about. You you know why Jesus got crucified? Why did Jesus get crucified? Well, because when he showed up, he began preaching change. I mean, two of the largest changes. He he essentially shows up and he goes, guys, we're changing up the method. This is gonna be different. And the two biggest changes he brought to the method, he said, one, listen, the gospel, the story of, of, of really who I am is not just for the Jew. It is now for the Gentile. Big change. The gospel is for everybody. The Jews freaked out. They, they just freaked out. They didn't like it. Second biggest change, he said God is no longer his presence. The presence of God will no longer be bound to the temple which was a huge rhythm in Jewish culture. And Jesus goes, no, that's not how it's gonna work anymore. God is actually going to live inside of you. You see this narrative over and over again. John 4, the woman at the well, he actually says to the woman, "Uh, woman, there's a day coming where you, you won't be bound just to worship God on that hill. You'll be able to worship Him everywhere. And God is on the lookout for his true worshipers, not just ones that are going through the motions, but woman, a day is coming. There's a day coming where God's presence will not be bound in the temple. I'm changing things. And it got him murdered. Got him crucified. You wanna know why? Because church people are not fans when it comes to changing the method. We like how things are. We like how things work. Were, and most of us, not all of us, but most of us will resist the change. And the reason why we will resist the change, because in our methods, most of the times, we are not thinking about people who are far from God, but we are thinking about ourselves and what we like and what we prefer and what we think church should look like and how church should act and what church should do. Most of those things, most of our, our opinions in those things come from our bias of what we like and what works best for us. Think about this this morning. If Jesus wouldn't bring change with him when he came down to this earth, we wouldn't be gathering this morning via technology and you wouldn't be watching this stream because odds are you're not a Jew and we're surely not in a temple. We're not meeting in a synagogue this morning. Uh, And so if Jesus didn't come with the change, we wouldn't even be here this morning. And this is the tension the early church wrestled with. I mean, look at this. This is Ephesians chapter two, verse 19. This is Paul who keeps, I mean, he is the pioneer for this change. Even after Jesus came and said, listen, the gospel is for everyone. It was 40 years later. So even Peter came to the realization, oh, the the gospel is, is even for the Gentile. It was such a difficult change for them. And Paul, I mean, he really comes on the scene. He drives this initiative for the gospel for all. And he's writing back to the church in Ephesus. Look what he says, Ephesians 2, verse 19. Consequently, he's talking to Gentiles here. You are no longer foreigners and strangers. You're, You're invited into the church now. But fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief quarter stone, I love the building analogy here because it fits for us this morning. Verse 21, in who? In Jesus. In Jesus, the whole building is joined together. See, we have something in common, it's Jesus. He brings us together, doesn't matter where you come from or your background, it, it, Jesus brings us together and rises to become, look at this, a holy temple to the Lord. He's talking about you, that if you believe in Jesus, that he actually lives inside of you through his spirit. No longer bound by the temple. You are the temple now. Verse 22, and in him you two are being built together. Again, I love the, the building analogy. You're being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Jesus shows up and he goes, guys, things are changing in the early church, the disciples, the guys who saw Jesus and walked with Jesus for three years, the guys who saw Jesus die and come back from the dead didn't get the change. That's how resistant we are to the change. These guys saw a dead guy come back to life and that guy said the gospel's for all and it took the early church 40 years to get it. Change is tough. We oftentimes make our methods the mission. And you can read about these Jerusalem councils in the book of Acts, a group of church leaders, they got to keep coming back together and going, okay, what is the most important thing? And somebody says, you know what the most important thing is? Circumcision. And some early church leaders go, wait a minute, wait a minute, that doesn't fit with what Jesus said. And some guys come back in, they go, you know what's the most important thing? That we keep reaching the Jews. And somebody goes, no, 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 no. Jesus said that this is for all they got to keep reminding themselves of the mission. And that's what I want to do this morning. I want to remind you of the mission. The mission of the church is to make disciples and to love people. The methods can change. They can change. Two months ago, I, like many of you, I went to the store to pick up, the grocery store to pick up some things that uh, my family needed. And um, like you, I wasn't able to find toilet paper. Uh, and one of the other things that I couldn't find when I went to the store, we're, we're big pancake people at the Cody house. We love pancakes we love doing breakfast for dinner we're, we're huge breakfast people so we love us some some good you know pancakes uh crusties uh you know they're the best and so i go to the the pancake aisle and friends i'm not lying to you there is not one box of pancake mix not one you, you ruined my breakfast. All right, you took all the pancake mix. I don't even get it, but you just, you took all of it. And that safe way, there is no pancake mix for, for, for breakfast. Now, in this story, the mission is breakfast. The mission is breakfast. The method that I use to, to accomplish the, the mission, which is breakfast, is pancake mix, right? But it wasn't there. No pancake mix. There was one box, and you know what it was? For crepes for crepes. And I was so discouraged because I, I'm not a huge fan of crepes, the crepes that I've had. I don't even know how to make crepes where there's only one box and it was just crepe, crepe mix. And so I said, you know, okay, what the heck? I, I got to come home with something because we're doing breakfast. And so I got that crepe box. And let me tell you, eight weeks later, the Cody fans, we could care less about pancakes pan- because crepes are the best. They're the best. They are the best. I mean, you can put anything on them. You can put fruit on them. You can put syrup on them. You can put whipped cream on them. I mean, you can put anything on crepes. They taste so good. If you'd go to my house this morning and you'd ask my kids, would you rather have pancakes or crepes? They would say crepes. And the only reason that we got to the box of crepes is because we had to change our method because the mission was breakfast. Here's just a thought. What if in this COVID season, One of the things that God is trying to do in and through the local church is to get our attention on maybe a different method to accomplish the mission. What if this is a reset for the church? We just can't go back and do how we did it before. Why? Because all the pancake mix is gone. And what if this is an opportunity for us to discover something Better, something better that eight weeks ago we would have pushed back against because we still would have had what we normally have. What if there's a new normal that's coming that's far better than how the church functioned even just three months ago? And what if that way will actually help us, not hurt us, even though it's different? What if it will actually help us in the mission? that God has called us to. We gather on Sunday mornings to be encouraged and equipped for the mission We gather to to high five it up and and to hug each other and and, and to set our affections upon Jesus to remind ourselves, oh yeah, the most important thing in our life is Jesus. Oh yeah, I didn't save myself. I couldn't work for my salvation. I didn't earn it. I simply came to a conclusion that I needed it. And Jesus did all the work for me on my behalf. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh yeah, I forgot that, that this week the most important thing isn't my stuff. It isn't my money. Oh yeah, I forgot that the most important thing is Jesus. And so we rally together as the church, doing life with one another, going, don't forget the most important thing. And this morning, friends, the reminder is the most important thing isn't the method, it's the mission. It's the heart of God to reach and to save what is lost. Jesus himself said, I did not come for the healthy, but I came for the sick. And friends, there's a lot of people right now, right where you live, living right beside you, who are hurting, who have lost jobs, who don't know how they're going to pay their bills this week. They don't know how they're going to buy groceries next month. And what a shame it would be for the church to miss out. What a shame it would be for the church to be more concerned that the biggest discussion for us would be how we're going to get back into our buildings. Meanwhile, there are people who are hurting all around us. I'm with you. I can't wait to get back in our building. But there's better questions to be asking right now, like how can we help? How can we help the people that are around us. How can we serve? How can we love? There are better questions to be asking. And I'm telling you, if we will answer those questions, they will lead us to methods to accomplish our mission that we've never tried before. And all the meanwhile, we're going to keep working on getting back in our building, but getting back in the building isn't the mission. Knowing Jesus and loving people is. And this is an incredible season to love people. Let's take the eyes of ourselves and let's put them on our neighbors. Let's put them on our coworkers. Let's put them on our friends. Let's put them on our family. Let's let's put them on the person who doesn't have enough money to get gas this week. Let's put it on the person who just lost a loved one who won't be able to have a funeral for weeks or months down the road. Let's put it on those who are far from God, who are almost suffocating because they need a better story than the one the world is currently telling. Let's be a church that shows up now. And let's stop being a church that keeps talking about the old days. Let's stop being a church that is not okay with change, but let's be a church, friends, that's willing to do just about anything short of sin for the sake of one more person coming to a knowledge and understanding of who Jesus is. We've got a song that we're gonna sing here in just a minute. It's a great song. It's called The Church by Elevation. It kind of sums up this, uh, this whole message with being the church that is here and now, but let, let me just give you this, this kind of this last scripted thought. All right, just so you don't click off of this this morning, go. Matt hates the church and he doesn't want to gather. And I hope you've heard my heart this morning. I can't wait to gather. But here's the statement that, that I wrote: I am looking forward, not just as a follower of Jesus, not just as a leader in the local church, but I mean in all the different areas of my life. I am looking forward to whatever the new normal will be for you and me. I'm looking forward to it. And I want to get there sooner than later. Man, I want to get there. I want to get through this. And I want us to be able to make decisions and to figure it out. And I trust that we will. We'll figure it out. And we're going to get there, right? And I can't wait to get there, but I'm looking forward to whatever the new normal is. And I can't wait to be with you on Sunday mornings to gather with one another, to be encouraged and equipped to accomplish the mission that God has called us to. But, and here's the pause this morning, but, But let's not miss this opportunity to gain insight and perspective for the future. Let's not miss the opportunity that we have been given to think outside the box. Let's not miss the opportunity for clarity, for what does it look like, not for the church 50 years ago, but for the church here and now to accomplish the mission that we've been called to. Let's be okay. Let's cheer, change. Let's rally with new methods and new ways to getting influence in the lives of people who have yet to discover who Jesus is. Let's not settle on just getting through. Let's not settle We're just trying to make it through and then getting back to the old normal. Let's not settle, but instead, let's find some delight in the opportunity to make things better. That whatever the new normal is, that we're gonna kind of rally and, 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 and slap hands and, and get together and go, we're gonna make this better. We've had time and we've gained perspective. And oh yeah, we remember that the most important thing is Jesus. Jesus and we're okay with adjusting the method we're okay with doing things we've never done before we're okay with changing up some rhythms for the sake of just one more coming to a conclusion of who Jesus is we're okay with viewing people as Jesus views people let's be the church for the here and for the now let's be the church for people that are just discovering this brand new story because they clicked and they watched a stream 10 weeks ago, who have never stepped into a church building, but are beginning to see there's something more. Let's be a church on the move, let's be a church that will rise to the occasion, not just to get through, but to be better for it. Let me pray for us this morning. Father, this is not our church, it's your church. This is the vehicle that you have chosen and are using to reach people with the story of who your son is. And I pray as just one of your followers, indwelt by your spirit, a, a literally a walking temple that I wouldn't get in the way of the mission. But I'll take all my preferences and all the, the ways that I think that work best for me in the context of how I think church should go and I would put them aside. And maybe even just this morning for a couple of minutes, focus on a world who is far from you. That your church would rally, that our church would desire uh, and have this fire inside of them, even just to gather on Sunday mornings together, not to stick it to our government or to prove something, but to simply go, we got to get reminded again and again and again how awesome Jesus is because without him, we would be lost. And so what are we going to do, church? What are we going to do to make sure that we live a life worthy of knowing that story? We'll do anything. We'll do anything. We'll change up anything to accomplish the mission. Father, that's our heart this morning. Challenge us. Challenge us and search us this morning for anything that goes against your heart and your will. For this church. And we pray all of this in the name of your Son, who changed the game 2,000 years ago. It's why we're here. It's why we're singing. It's why we're receiving your preaching this morning. It's in His name. It's His name that we pray. Amen.